As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody. Welcome to 12 in the Morning Rants. I am JV. Um, doesn't really matter if you joined in the morning, day or night. You're here now, so let's do it right. Got a pen. If you're wondering why my voice sounds probably a little bit better, is that um, I was doing some... Uh, I had to do some... Some sound checking with these microphones because the last time I used this one, and not just this one, but especially. Yeah. That one right here. You hear that? This is the bad one. This is the one that gives me trouble. So I've been trying to play with that all morning. Like I said, my microphone is pretty easy to, you know, to fix. And all that, but you know, this one, that motherfucker, you, you're the one. Yeah, that was the one that I had to work on all day. Well, not all day, but a uh, portion of my day. But I think I figured it out. At least, cross my fingers, I hope I figured it out. (sighs) Alright, fine. I know this is what you guys are listening on to this particular cast for you want to hear what i have to say about all the live action batman movies itchy i'm itchy and i did have you know i did have some thinking to do before i got to this list and i will say um the hard thing to decide was I only really had problems with two movies on, you know, which should go over the other. But other than that, it was pretty easy to come up with this list, and I feel really good about it. And in case anyone is wondering, um, there's a lot of people I've been seeing, they've been doing a lot of... Um, They've been, you know, doing like every theatrical Batman movie, which would also feature um, Mask of the Phantasm and Lego Batman, which I already kind of did my own Batman um, animated movies thing. So um, if you get the time, um, check it out. I do like, because there's a lot of animated Batman movies I look at. So there's like an episode where I look at... I talk about my five least favorite and my five or my ten of favorite animated Batman movies. Because hot damn, there was a lot, and I did not feel like ranking every single one of them. I just wasn't feeling it. But this time around, it's a little bit more manageable. So I will rank all these. 
the only two, and I, I tried, I did try, but there's two Batman films I have technically not seen, and the very little glimpses I've seen of them, uh, I was not impressed, <laughs> and from what I hear from everyone else, it's not worth the time worth wasting. So there's been there was two Batman movies that came out in the 40s, you know, back when, you know, it was still in black and white. And uh, these are terrible. Like I said, I try to watch them and it's just look, I get it. Um it was the times and all that. You know, they were so restricted on what they could and couldn't, you know, there was a ton they couldn't do. There was so little that they could do. But, you know, even the very little that I watched is like they got so little right just about like you figured with such limitations you can at least get like the story of Batman and all that right yeah, I would think and then Robin was in it too so this doesn't really mean anything so um let's see oh and I did end up featuring the two um here let me number these that way I know where I'm at. Let's see. Give me a second. No, that's not a... Dear dingus! I'm already ruining this. Oh, the pressure. Should only take a moment. How are your... How, how is your guys' day going? Is it going good? Good. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that. That I'm kind of listening to right now. What number comes after eight? That one stumped me for a second, but I think I got it. Alright, there we go. So, I guess you can kind of count this as a honorable mention. If we were going to do a top ten Batman films, this, those last two films and this film would not make it to the top ten. Not so surprisingly. Um, so number 11 would be Batman and Robin, which of course Batman and Robin would be the, um, the last place, um, participant in this list, which is, um, you know, what can I say? Everyone said everything bad about this film that you can already say, so I can't really contribute much. Uh, listen... I would recommend I would recommend you watch um all my reviews for all these films. Um I think the only one I don't have like a dedicated review for is um Batman v Superman, which I might have to change that cuz you know, I would like to have a dedicated episode where I just talk about that. Maybe I will, but I do have an episode about the Justice League, which is really cool. So you should check all these out. Maybe after you're done, see, you know, what my further thoughts on them are when, you know, you get the chance. But yeah, Batman and Robin, you know, everyone thinks this movie is dumb, and it is. But I will say that I did come out of this movie, you know, I did appreciate a few more things than I expected to come out appreciating. And, you know, Joel Schumacher, you know, you can't blame that on him that was more studio interference but you know when he was still alive he was saying that you know I was alive and you know I was there in the decision making too I could have done something but I did nothing so give the man his credit but let's pretend that we're doing a top 10 Batman films and we're going to start with number 10 which is Batman the movie, you know, the movie that came out in the 60s with um, Adam West, Burnt Ward, and, you know, the other cast members. Um, I really like this movie, and there's another movie that I, you know, I kind of had to think to myself, well, even though, and I'm, I'm curious what people are going to say when I say what the next movie is, but if you listen to my reviews, you're not going to be surprised. But I just decided to put this one 
lower because as far as a Batman film, and this is ultimately going to be the decision that helped me decide what movie is going to be number one. So as far as a Batman film, this one has to go on the bottom. I mean, you gotta let's you gotta give this movie its props. It popularized popularized Batman in the you know to the casual audience, to the culture, to everybody. This was like one of these shows to watch back in the day, and you know it turned Batman into someone that you know only comic book nerds knew, and now like everybody knows. Not just him, but you know people knew about. The Joker, Catwoman, the Riddler, Penguin, and, um, well, they had other villains like Mr. Freeze on there, but that's not, you don't, don't, there's some things that can just be left in the past. (laughs) That's one thing we can give, um, Joel Schumacher's Batman and Robin is that their Mr. Freeze was not dog shit. But that's not going to be put on this movie because Mr. Freeze isn't in this movie. So you 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 win this round, Batman the movie. But like I said, you have to give this movie its props, its dues, and everything. Because it's just... If you go into this movie know what you're going to get, you might actually have yourself a pretty decent good time. I did. And you know what? I probably will watch it pretty soon again. Just so I can just... Enjoy it. So, um, number nine. Ow. And like I said, if you watch my reviews, this one's not going to be a surprise. But it might be a surprise to a lot of people who are just listening in. The Dark Knight Rises. I kind of forgot how boring I find this film. And this this one makes me sad because... I was I'm still such a fan of Tom Hardy and his betrayal of Bane in this film. And you know I started realizing, especially watching the second time around, it's just like that's really all I come out of this film really enjoying. I'm not the biggest f- fan of the story. I know they're trying to like, you know, you know, they're trying to go bigger and better this time around, but I just don't I don't know. This the writing just isn't there. It isn't that great. Um even though there are times where the dialogue is really good, like really really good, like especially when Bane's talking. Unfortunately, when it's really good like that, it really highlights the times when the dialogue is not that good. And there is speaking of which, there is so much talking. I mean, there are some there are some gems in there, you know, especially when um, Bruce and um, Alfred interact with each other. But um, kind of spoiler alert: um, Alfred's not in this movie for very long, so we don't even get to enjoy that for very much of the movie. But yeah, this is just um, the, if the movie takes forever. You know, to really start to get going. And when the second when the second act kind of begins is when you know it really starts to pick up. You know, towards the towards the end of the first act, and then you know, the second act is when things will start really picking up, but then right in the third act when the climax is about to come, at least in my opinion, it gets boring again. I don't know. I don't know. I just it's hard for me to get into this movie. For no, I mean, not all of it. There's some parts I'm into. Just like the middle part. Just, you know, the beginning and end aren't that interesting to me. Parts are. Some slivers here and there. But that's it. Just little slivers. <sighs> so, we're over that hurdle. So, I wonder if this will piss people off. Because, you know, there's some movies that, generally speaking, people like to talk a lot of shit about. And I get it. But, you know... As far as me, these are movies that I enjoy more than Dark Knight Rises. For example, at number 8, Batman Forever. Now, I remember watching this movie again. And this is why I like to watch these movies before I do these reviews again. 
because I thought I was going to go into Batman Forever, and on in some cases, rightfully so, um, totally shit on Tommy Lee Jones's um, Toothface in that film, which rightfully so. Even he said he didn't give no fucks about the role. He only took the role because his son insisted on it. He hated working with Jim Carrey, so he was just this freaking war to see who can outact each other. But you know. It's not until you try to compete with them when you're like, the what Jim Carrey does is like an art form that, you know, for years and years and years of doing it has, you know, mastered it. And it's going to be, don't quite know if anyone's going to be able to top him ever, at least in that aspect. But then, like I said, speaking of Jim Carrey, I expected it to go, and this is me post, um... The Batman, you know, seeing a new Riddler, you know, one that, you know, I was a little bit more of my taste of what kind of Riddler I wanted to see. So I expected to come into this movie just ready to just tear into Jim Carrey's Riddler. But then I came out of it and I'm like, you know what, there is a lot of, you know, and I found out what it is. When Jim Carrey is like legit Riddler you know, when he's in his green onesie and whatever, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of more the part that I couldn't stand. I was like, okay, that's just Jim Carrey, which, you know, Jim Carrey's Jim Carrey, so he's going to be entertaining, but it's just like, it's not Riddler. However, when he's Edward Nigma, it's really good. Like, it's scary good how much he picks up a lot of the, you know, quirks and kinks in them. Kind of the mannerisms of what you would expect from an Edward Nigma. I was really surprised and was like, you know what? I feel like Edward Nigma would, you know, in these circumstances, he would be like this. You know, when Bruce is trying to, you know, give Edward a chance in the beginning and, you know, instead of being grateful that, you know, Bruce is giving him a chance and, you know, Bruce is like, set up a meeting and we can get, you know, we can talk about there. You know, Edward's so. He's so confident in his product. He's like, no, um, I can't. I can't wait now. I need a. I need an answer right now, because uh, I, I deserve it. And then you know, just leaves himself, you know, open to you know get disappointed and you know just lose faith in people. And then he acts irrationally and does crazy shit, you know, shit like what the Riddler would do. So yeah, I was really surprised coming out of this just how much appreciation I have for Jim Carrey's Riddler. Or I should say Edward Nigma when he's the Riddler. He's just... It's like, okay, that was the part I was more expecting to, you know, kind of be amp out. But like I said, his Edward Nigma's really good. In my opinion. And unfortunately, um, while a lot of the Bruce Wayne stuff and like the little deeper story that they wanted to get into because... Um, Joel Schumacher did say his favorite Batman comic book was Batman Year One, and he really wanted to, you know, get some Year One into this, you know, looking at Bruce's backstory, because it's like the past two Batman films, you know, we get all these villains' backstories, but we still don't know much about um, Bruce Wayne's backstory. I mean, we do now. I mean, other than the fact that Bruce's parents died in front of him and that he was a kid. You know, we don't really know, like, psychologically what that does to him. And this movie does dig into that somewhat. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. But man, when you hear about, when you get to see just some of the deleted scenes that they wanted to put in this movie, you know, it's like, wow. Wow, you know, it's funny because they got mad at um, Batman Returns for being pretty dark. Some of these deleted scenes, it's like as a kid, I feel like it would have fucked me up as a kid. <laughs> There's some crazy shit. I won't really one specific scene with a giant bat, but that otherwise it's just like there's some really good like um really good character study of old Brucey here. Right, you know, before it was really cool, at least in the movies. Unfortunately, we won't really get that deep, deep dive until, you know, Batman Begins. But, you know, we'll get there. We'll get there. And then, yeah, Val Kilmer's Batman is a very underappreciated Batman. So, just unfortunate he couldn't come for the sequel. But then again, we know what the sequel was. So, then again, I'm kind of grateful he didn't make it towards for the sequel. I just wish they had a better sequel for him to be excited about. Alright, so... Um, number seven. And I feel like, I don't know... I'm not sure what the room is going to feel like with this pick. Being at number seven and Dark Knight Rises is at nine. But at number seven, I'm going to have Batman v Superman. With the asterisks. The director's cut. The theatrical version. I couldn't really tell you. I haven't actually seen the theatrical version of Batman v Superman. Since I saw it actually in the theaters. Ever since the director's cut came out. It's like oh yeah this one's way better. There's just no reason to go to the director's cut. So I don't. But you know. I was debating on whether I should put this movie or the Justice League in this. Because, you know, you know they're not. This one would, you know, make more sense to be in it. Because, you know, it does have... You know, Batman does get top billing with Batman v Superman. But, you know, Justice League was one that was like... Well, Ben Affleck needs... What the hell do you want from me? Shut up. It's stupid. But, you know, considering I like Ben Affleck's Batman a lot, I figured I gotta put the movies that he's in. Because, unfortunately, the dude doesn't get his own solo film. Hopefully yet. I still have this theory that maybe they're still working on that Batman movie that Ben Affleck wanted to do. Just, you know, they're being quiet about it. They just don't want to let anyone know that they're doing it when no one's looking. Because, you know, for the longest time, you know, Ben Affleck was trying to make this solo Batman film and then everyone just kept asking him I think he just had too much eyes on him and just he's like how about we do another Batman film that's separate from these other films and then you know I can work on this Batman people can stop fucking bugging me about this Batman movie that I'm trying to work on but everyone keeps rushing me on that's the hopes it's probably not gonna happen I'm just hopeful wishful thinking better than stinking thinking but it's fucking stupid. Oh yeah, I should be talking about the movie that's number seven. So Batman v Superman. Now, I'm not the hugest fan of... I do like the filmmaking in this, I will say. Now, some of the story is a little bit weird and somewhat overly convoluted. Sometimes it is hard to really know what's going on. It does have a lot of that, um, the Dark Knight Returns feel to it, where in the comic there's so many, like, 
news reports talking about like you know the more political side and you know congress has to get involved with superheroes and everything and you know talk about the you know moral ambiguity of the whole situation everything like is this right like what what can we do with super should superman be then can we do something about superman being a thing or not and all this stuff it's very fascinating and but or it's kind of fascinating it's not very fascinating you know they they try to do what the dark knight return did but I don't know. I don't think it does it as well. Uh, Superman's kind of a Debbie Downer, which, kind of given the circumstances, I understand. But you know, it is what it is. Um, Batman is somewhat of a killer in this film, which, yeah, that's kind of a, it's kind of a downer in itself. But I gotta say, you know. Given that this is supposed to be an older Batman, a more beaten down, bruised, and, you know, weathered Batman, I kind of like the idea that I'm... Here, I need to move this. Stop. Stop. I like this more weathered... I wish they would have gave us more of a reason on why he's doing this, other than just, you know, he's older, and he's seen some shit. But I do like that towards the end of this film, he kind of gives up this whole... um, Killing everybody, shit, and he kind of calms the fuck down on it by the time we get to Justice League. So that's cool. Um, obviously, the coolest Batman scene in this is the warehouse scene where he just beats the shit out of all these um, Lex Luthor um, goons of his and just has at it, has at it with them. He's got a really cool Batman, he's got all these cool gadgets. Um, I forget the. I forget the dude that does um, Alfred. He's really good. I love his Alfred. I just... I don't remember the actor's name. All I know is that he was the villain in um, Die Hard 3. I don't remember his name. But yeah, there's still some... There's a lot of weird shit. I'm still not on the... I'm still not on the boat of Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. He's a little bit better later, but you know... In this movie, he's just too weird. I feel like it could have worked. I think they started leaning more towards the Lex Luthor that, you know, we were hoping for. Getting a little bit closer, at least. But, you know, in this movie, it's it's just too little too weird. I think that's all I have to say about that. Um, number six is Batman Returns. The second and the last movie from a boy, Tim Burton, after he took the world by storm with his first Batman movie. You know, that movie was such a smash and success that the studio basically gave Tim Burton free reign to make the Batman movie that he wanted. Now, I really like this film. They have some really good performances from all of our actors. Even though... Uh, I do still think it's weird um, with um, Christopher Walken in this. He's, I don't know. He's it's it's a weird addition. I don't feel like his character need to be Steve. I keep on wanting to say Stephen Hawking. Could you imagine if Stephen Hawking was in this movie? I'll just let you guys marinate that in your head. I'm just gonna not say anything because I'll probably get in twobbles. But yeah, um, obviously Tim Burton's filmmaking is was pretty much second to none around this time. He was the fucking king, you know. He's he he's like the king of gothic beauty, and I you guys you've never seen a movie that's as dark as Tim Burton movies and still kind of thought there's beauty in it. I just don't know how he does it, and I love it. You know, and that obviously that comes, you know, piggybacking off of this previous film because obviously it's it was his film, so yeah, whatever. Um, 
obviously, um, what the fuck is his name? Michael Keaton's Batman is great. Um, Danny DeVito's Penguin's really good. It was actually hard for me the longest time to see anyone else try to take on the Penguin, but um, I will say, I think we do have a more definitive Penguin now. And, but I will say, I think this movie very well may still have the definitive Catwoman in Michelle Pfeiffer. This woman dedicated a lot to her role, and it shows... And she's fantastic in this film. It's like this, if Joker was, Batman was the highlight of the 90 or 89 Batman film, Catwoman is the highlight of this film. By far, this is, ah, such a great role. Now, a lot of people give this movie shit because at the time... You know, it's too dark for kids. It's attacking children. It's like, shut up. I hate when, I keep on saying this. I hate when adults use kids to, you know, push their narratives. I don't care which narrative. I just hate when people bring kids into it and just try to push their fucking agendas and shit. That shit pisses me off. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. That shit pisses me off. Keep kids out of it, bitches. That's all I'll say about that. But the funny thing is, is like, I do know what they're talking about, how it is a little bit dark, especially, you know, everyone always thinks about the penguin biting that dude's nose. But as dark as it is, it's also very kind of like silly at points. <laughs> like, you know, Catwoman actually having nine lives and then Penguin actually being raised and then, you know, getting, mom- you know, getting somewhat buried by penguins and he has a penguin army it's like what the fuck is this it's like they it's like they knew how dark it was and they wanted to put some silly shit in it you know to kind of lighten it up a bit but it's like jarring (laughs) it like kind of fucks me up it's it's kind of gives it its own charm but like i said it's just like oh whoa whoa it's weird it's weird that's all i'll say it's weird Hmm. I forgot. Oh, never mind. I'm looking at something different. No, don't pay any attention to me. But yeah. Um. All in all, I was really happy to look at this movie again. But um. Yeah, that's all I really got to say. But next, we're in the top five. Number five. We've got. Batman Begins, the first of the Nolan trilogy, and this was a great start to the trilogy. Eight years after Joel Schumacher's Batman and Robin just took a big old Cleveland steamer on old Batman and the franchise, I mean, other than like animated movies and shows and you know stuff that's kind of still kind of in the public eye and whatever. But not like in the mainstream eye. Because Batman was pretty much seen as like damaged goods. No one wanted nothing to do with old Batsy after Batman or Robin. That was all studios fault. You know they, they thought about toys before they thought about the movie. And the movie suffered for it. And then all of a sudden the toys and everything else would suffer for it. Greedy bitches. Greedy bitches. So they decided, eight years is long enough, I feel like we can try to make another Batman movie. There was a young up-and-comer and filmmaker by the name of Christopher Nolan. Gave a nice pitch that lasted like 20 minutes or so, and you know, people were like, you know, I like the confidence of this kid, let's give him a shot. And they decided to go back to Batman's darker roots, very much like they did with the next film I'm about to talk about before they started to go... Light and campy again. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. They went... Never mind. It's a totally different tangent. But yes, they got... This was like the first time that I can think about too. Where like... 
this whole reboot stuff, I mean, it's such a well-known thing today, but back in the day, it's like, are people going to understand this is like a whole new Batman, a whole new story and cast and all this, where it's just a completely, we're starting from the, you know, we're we're starting fresh, guys. Are you guys going to be able to keep up with that? And luckily, everyone's just like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. There's a new story, new people and all, uh, yeah, we're ready. And they just, not only did they decide to go a little bit more darker, but they wanted to go realistic. Which I think really helps this trilogy. Because, you know, I think if we're going forward, I think a lot of people taking on the Batman are going to go for a little bit more of the realistic slash more comic booky stuff. Get a good blend of both. So it does give this movie and just the trilogy in general a really good um identity for itself so i think that's really cool i'm not the hugest fan of the suit honestly because like i said it reminds me of val kilmer's um second bat suit that he has in the movie so it kind of felt unoriginal to me not that it looks bad it just didn't pop out to me like as a new bat suit and i wasn't i wasn't it still ain't huge into the whole one color for the entire bat suit but then again, I'll forgive it for this series because they're going for more realistic. Because realistically speaking, if you're going to be like a vigilante that hides in the night when you want an all-black suit. So, uh, I'll give you that one. Fine. I don't care. And then, you know. Um, unfortunately, it is my third favorite Gotham. It got beat out by the next film I'm going to talk about in another film. But you know, third place is it's still it's, it's it's good. It's good. It's a good it's a good spot. I think this um Gotham City is a lot grimier and dirtier looking than the Gotham City we get in its sequel, so I think it does get points for that. Um and introduces us to uh Killian Murphy's um Scarecrow slash Doctor Crane, which you know as great as he is in the role, he's just not in it enough. But, however, we do get, like, I think my second favorite villain in this. Which is, um, Rachel Ghoul, played by Liam Neeson. Which, I don't know. He's just, I like the Rachel Ghoul character and I thought Liam Neeson was perfect for the role. And, um, also, um, oh yeah, Christian Bale. He's really good in the movie as Batman. And he gets his origin story that, you know, that Joel Schumacher was really hoping to make himself. But, you know, hey, it finally got made. Wait, what the hell is this? I need you to stop doing what you're doing down here. Clicky, clicky. I'm going to put you up here. Stop wandering around like a little dingus. Batman Begins... It's a really good film. And the supporting cast is just amazing. Everyone in this movie is giving it their all. Um, You also got like Gary Oldman and... um... Lucky Land Casino. Asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Morgan Freeman, especially uh, Michael Caine as Alfred. Just everybody. It's just such a really good, solid cast and... Like I said, they're giving it their all, and then it just makes this movie a, a whole lot better. And when I went to see The Dark Knight Rises in the premiere, and I saw a triple feature, 
I remember seeing this first because obviously it's the first movie, <clears throat> and and I remember watching it, and I was like, dude, I forgot how fucking good this movie is. I forget how good Batman Begins is. It's really good. It's really fun. I think out of the Nolan trilogy, it's probably the one I've seen. Uh, actually, I don't know anymore. I think I've seen Dark Knight more now at this point. Whatever the case. So, um, yeah. Um, the Dark Knight. Or no, not the Dark Knight. Um, Batman Begins as number five. And uh, number four. And my only movie that I grew up with that actually made the top five. And that would be the very first Batman film done by um, Tim Burton all the way back in 89. And this was the first time, at least as far as like in the movies, that Batman went dark. And that was in Batman. It's just called Batman. I'm not going to call it Batman 89 because still to this day, it's the only Batman movie just called Batman. And I appreciate it. Now, obviously, the big thing that a lot of people like to talk about with this film is that this film probably should have been called Joker. Because, you know, Jack Nicholson, he gets top billing. The Joker, He you get to see him before he's the Joker. He gets turned into the Joker and then we eventually get to see him. I'm not going to talk about it. And, you know... Just overall, everyone always comes out of those movies saying how great um, Jack Nicholson's Joker is. In fact, he was so great in this that most people didn't want to see a new Batman film with a new Joker because no one could imagine another Joker than Jack Nicholson's Joker. And luckily people are getting over that idea and they're starting to embrace a more... um, they're starting to embrace this more, um, you know, there's more interpretations of Joker that could be done out there and they can be all cool and interesting because even before um, Jack Nicholson's, we had Cesar Romero's Joker, um, I always said Jack Nicholson, we have Mark Hamill's Joker from the animated series, we have... You know Heath Ledger. We got. I don't. I don't. There's no Joker with on Ben Affleck's Batman. But we even have Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, who's really good. And then we got this new Joker being done by um Barry. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, so I'm not even gonna try. But we got all these depictions of Joker, and and yeah, in a lot of ways, Jack Nicholson like. Raised the bar to a ridiculous level. And, you know, really helps cement Joker as just the clown prince of crime. Did him justice. And then, that's just the Joker. Um, obviously, Michael Keaton's Batman is great. You know, some people's... Still some people's favorite live-action Batman. He's not quite my favorite live-action Batman. But I still... I still love his... Love his Batman. And I'm really excited to see him in Flash. Oh, I can't wait to see that fucking movie. And then, um... Him and Kim Basinger's, um... Or, I should say, Vicky Vale's relationship in this... Is probably my favorite out of all the Batman films in this. Maybe just in general. Because it just feels... It feels right. I don't know. It just feels real. It doesn't feel made up. It just feels like... Whatever, I just said it. It feels right. And, oh my god, the music in this movie is amazing. The Obviously, the f- cinematography all that is like second to none. The atmosphere... The Gotham City in this film is probably still my favorite. Gotham City... Maybe second to another film. But I haven't decided whether uh, that other film's got a better Gotham City or not. Because, like I said, this Gotham City that Tim Burton made is... He kind of was the guy that created Gotham City as a character. So, 
it's kind of hard to dethrone the guy that, you know, created the Gotham City as a character. So, um, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. So, number three for me is... This was kind of a hard one for me to choose as well, but Justice League. And I almost kind of slid it down because, you know, it's not really technically a Batman movie. It's, it's, um, it's a Justice League movie, and, you know, even though Batman does have a pretty prominent role. I think he had a prominent role enough to reach number three, but, you know, not quite uh, enough to take over for the next two slots because for one uh it is four hours long so not necessarily the most rewatchable film but i will say i mean when what i mean by rewatchable i mean making time to rewatch it but i'll tell you what when i do start watching this film this film has got better pacing than the dark knight rises which is a good hour less one of my big complaints about the dark knight rise is that it's a like a two and a half maybe a little bit over long movie that feels like four hours this is a four hour movie that feels like maybe a two and a half hour movie it's so well paced and i just saw recently for its one year anniversary after being released and like i said i'm talking about the um um, the Zack Snyder version. Uh, I'm not going to even talk about the Josh Whedon version. Because it's very much like Batman v Superman. You know, there's the actual director's cut. So that other one doesn't exist. What's jo- what? Well, Justice League? Uh, what the fuck is that? I don't know what the fuck that is. Honestly, that might be the only film that might go under Batman and Robin. So if you want me to feature Justice League in this, that's where it goes. It goes under Batman and Robin. I don't give a fuck. That's where it goes. That's how bad that movie is. I mean, there are some points of brilliance in it because, you know, Zack Snyder did put have some inputs in there before he had to leave. But, God, they, like, ruined everything. But, luckily, we got the Snyder cut and we got to finally see what we've been missing out for for those few years or so that we didn't have it. That, like, everyone's so much of a better character. Especially Batman. I mean, I mean, especially, like, Flash and um, Cyborg. And just every... One of my favorite things about this film is that these guys feel like a fucking team. I think I said that in my review of this movie, too. These guys feel like a fucking team. They don't feel like, you know, a group of superheroes that you just randomly threw into a team because you thought it'd be cool if all these big superheroes were on a team you know they in the Justice League they felt like co-workers that had to work with each other because it's their job in this they have a common you know they have a common goal and they work with each other to achieve that goal and you really feel like they're you know like I said they're a team in this it's amazing Oh, what could have been the Snyder verse? What could have been? We didn't appreciate it. God damn it. But yeah, um, Justice League um, is great. Um, if you haven't watched it, watch it. And it comes in parts too. So if you can't watch the full thing at once, don't worry. It will tell you when a certain part is over and you can always come back to it later. Kind of like a mini series. So that's kind of cool for you. So um, let's get to it. The top two. Now, this was hard. This was hard. This was the thing I was saying earlier where it's like I was struggling the most as far as like the rest of this list besides the top two was was easy. It was pretty easy for me. Like, I was like, well, what, num- what about number three B? I was like, oh, I think I was think of Joseph League and then da 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 da. And it just kind of like slipped out. It kind of spilled out of me. And I was just like, oh, it all feels right. All right, I'm going to stick to that. Very much like um, with Dark Knight Rises and Batman the movie. Where it's like, I technically like one movie over the other. But one is an actual better Batman movie. 
which is why the Dark Knight Rises ended up kind of toppling that. It's hard to say because it's hard for me to... One movie has the longevity and still maintains, you know, strong after all these years. And is still amazing. And but on the other hand, there's this movie, you know, even though it's it's not even a month old at this point. It's getting close. It's all it's almost a month old, but it's it's really good. Like maybe not since um maybe not since the dark knight have i watched a batman movie that had me so excited to just go back and watch it again and very much like justice league you know you know both of these films i think they're about the same length maybe the batman is a little bit longer but they're so paced very well well in my opinion, one's paced a little bit better, especially towards its ending. So that kind of helped me decide which one's going to win. And then, like I said, with the added caveat, like which one's technically a better Batman film, not necessarily a better film, but a better Batman film. So two of the deciding factors were the fact that, for one, I do prefer one person's Batman over the other. There's one Batman movie that I feel like is a better, like I said, Batman movie. And I will admit, despite me loving both of these films, one of these films does kind of, after a while, feel like it's just dragging towards the end. So, that all being said... My number two favorite Batman movie is The Dark Knight. This was not an easy decision, but I did start noticing that, you know, towards the third third act, actually, I think this movie has like four acts. It feels like it. Because towards the end, it looks like the movie's going to end with the Joker winning on top. And then it's also going to cut off, you know, towards the end where Harvey's, you know, you know, not in a good place. And to say the least. And you feel like the movie's just about to end. And it's like, oh, are you really going to, are you really going to Empire Strikes Back us right now? That's kind of hard to say it like that. And I almost thought they were going to do it. And I was like, I was kind of hoping, but then the movie kept going for like another half an hour or so. Which it's good. It's just not as good as the rest of the movie was. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's hard to say that. It's hard to say that I hated it. It's just not as good as like the rest of it, in my opinion. If it would have just cut off at like at that point where I thought the movie was going to end, I think the movie... First of all, what just showed the movie that showed that this movie had balls being like, you know what? We know you're coming back. Done. Done. You're coming. We'll see you next. We'll see you in a couple of years or a few years. We'll see. I mean, that would have been really hard with Heath Ledger's passing, but then again, they would have had some recordings already, so that would have been cool. But other than you know. The, other than the ending, kind of, it, it's, it doesn't fumble. It just kind of, like I said, it feels like it's dragging its feet a little bit towards the end. But other than that, the pacing for this movie is superb. This movie moves by so quick and fast. Um, we got all the same characters, or for the most part. And the writing just at its peak. Um, Batman finally gets... A new suit, a more, you know, a more um, signature suit for this trilogy. And it's, I much prefer it over the other suit that he had. You know, very practical, very tactical as well. And, you know, we had a Heath Ledger's Joker that, you know, 
the people when making this film were like hardest part of, you know, for the Joker was just casting someone to be the Joker because everyone was so intimidated to follow Jack Nicholson. It's like he just had so many people being like, no, thank you. I don't, I, 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 I don't want to. It's like that, uh, that's just too hard of a hill to climb. Like, can't really knock him for it. Oh my goodness. Vinny, you're almost there. You only have one more movie besides this that we'll talk about. But yeah, this movie is, um... This movie's fucking good. This movie's fucking good. Heath Ledger's Joker fucking kills it. The action is so much better than the first movie. Which I didn't really mention that, you know, the action was a little to be desired in the first film. I know what they were trying to do and doesn't really work but it is what it is what it is they learned from it and they made it a lot better in this film and like i said this is just an overall better movie and it helped you know it kind of helped um what's that word solidify um it it helped give superhero movies credibility you know, because especially towards like the early to mid 2000s, you know, superhero movies, as many as there were, there were a lot of shitty movies around this time. And even though Batman Begins was seen as one of the better ones, you know, it didn't really like impress so much to, you know, take that all, oh, no, what a it's pretty good for a superhero film. But then people came out of the Dark Knight thinking like, Dude, that was a really good film. I'm not talking superhero. I'm talking about that was just a fucking excellent film. That shit was amazing. And to this day, um, this movie still holds up very well. A very well done movie that still holds up to this day. You know, like I said, despite the whole feet dragging towards the end of the film. Not terrible, just, you know, good, I will say. With great performances all around. And um, yeah, there's not much I can say about this movie that not everyone has already said. Kind of like, you know, Batman and Robin. All the shit everyone says has already been said. The Dark Knight is <laughs> like the opposite side. Everyone's praised this movie up and down. And, you know, there's not much more I can really contribute than that. So um, if by some reason you're the poor soul that still hasn't seen it, fix it. Fix it now. Go watch it. And um, find someone, find a buddy that, you know, you care for and tell them that you haven't seen it. Because I will tell you from experience, one of my, f- as crazy as it is the thing that, you know, people have still not seen The Dark Knight. One of my favorite things to do is watching people watch The Dark Knight for the first time. It is an experience. I love it. Especially since there's a couple parts that I'm like, I, every time this part happens, it always, um. It always has, you know, people react. And I love seeing them react to those parts. It's so awesome. But now we're to number one. In case you didn't know, you should already know. But number one is The Batman. The movie that just came out. The one with Robert Pattinson and all those people and everything. Um, This movie's great. In fact, this movie's all... Like I said, it's the best Batman movie, in my opinion, that's come out. It has... Look, while Robert Pattinson hasn't gotten the... It's not that he can't. It's just this movie hasn't really given him the ability to, like, play the multiple personalities of Bruce. You know, the one that he's around with Alfred. The one where he's with Batman. And the one that he kind of puts on for other people when he's out in the public. You know, this is kind of a... Younger Bruce, you know, who's still kind of figuring out, you know, still kind of, you know, you know, he's still not, still doesn't have this nailed down yet. But his Batman is amazing. His, um, they wanted to go for a more detective, like, Norar setting kind of movie. A very um, intense, uh, I don't want to say spy, Sus- eh, but yeah, suspenseful um, 
whatever the case. I'm, I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to think, and it's not thinking right. But kind of like with The Dark Knight, there's so many great performances all around. Obviously, Paul Dano as the Riddler is great. Um, and if he's not the villain that steals his show, fucking, um, is his name? I want to say Phil Collins. I'm like, isn't that the dude from Jenner's? Let me, I need to make sure that's his name. Colin Farrell is not a good thing. I checked that name. Now, let's see. I was remembering Colin. So I, I put, yeah, Col- Phil Collins is the lead singer of Genesis and his own shit. And he's also the one that won the Oscar f- instead of the South Park Boys and they got fucking pissed. Matt and Trey did not like that shit. They say they were petty about it and they didn't give a fuck. But yeah, Colin Farrell, his penguin is, it's unreal. I l- I love the fact that they're going to have a Penguin show. And from what I hear, I think I heard they're actually going to have a spin-off show where they have kind of a Black Mirror-esque kind of show where they have a different episode about a different Batman villain and their origin story and all that. And I'm like, that's fucking brilliant. That's a great way to get like all of Batman's villains with a backstory and all that. Without having to waste so much time in the movies and developing them and all that shit. But you also... It's also asking a lot of uh, your viewers. But, you know, the ones that are, you know, really want to... You know, they can put the work into it. So I'll be curious how that works out. Um, Zoe Kravitz's um, Catwoman. While I still am... Stuck on Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman as the definitive Catwoman. I mean, to be fair, she's not technically Catwoman yet. She's still kind of developing, so... Who knows? Maybe by the next movie she will be fully realized and I'll be singing a different tune. But we'll see. But yes, I... This movie's just really great. The filmmaking in it is great. The music's really great. Aside from that one Nirvana song that everyone hums after they leave the movie. I mean, it's not very action heavy. Sure. But I think going through all these Batman films, I found out that a lot of the really good Batman films aren't very action heavy. Typically, the ones that are really filled with action tend not to be the greatest Batman films. But the ones that, you know, know when to put the action in, you know, tend to turn out to be not just better movies, but a better Batman film. And, oh, especially, there's this one, there's this one action scene, which I won't, I won't describe because I'm trying to keep this spoiler free. But, it's really good. It's really good. It's one of the f- it's one of the scenes that I know when I finally get the DVD, it's like it's just not going to be the same than when I watched it in the theater. But it's really good. And um Yeah, that's um that's all my Batman. Um that's all my live-action Batman films that I have for you. Well, I'll give you a little recap. Just, uh, you know, in case you want to know. Uh, the honorable mentions go to the two Batman films in the 40s, of course. The Justice League version of Justice League, which is disgusting. Batman and Robin, of course. But then we have at number 10, Batman the movie, the 60s movie. Um, number nine is The Dark Knight Rises. Number eight is Batman Forever. Number seven is Batman v Superman. The Snyder, uh, the director's cut. I was gonna say the Snyder's cut, but both the director and theatrical are done by Snyder. Idiot. Number six is Batman Returns. Number five is Batman Begins. 
Number four is Batman. Number three is Justice League. Of course, is the Zack Snyder cut. Yeah, 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 dingus. Number two is The Dark Knight. And number one is The Batman. Oh, man. Um, after all that, um, whoops, I didn't mean to click that. I'm such a idiot. What are your guys' opinion on the Batman films? As far as my ranking goes, is it way off from what you would have rated these films? If not, um, or is it a lot like my ranking? Just, you know, a couple here and there that, you know, you would change yourself. I don't know. I'd be curious to hear what everyone's opinion on all these, um, on all these are. Give me a second. Uh, yeah, I think other than that, I think that's all I have for you guys tonight. Thanks guys for giving me a listen. Hopefully y'all listened all the way through. And hopefully you liked it enough for you to join me for the next episode. But until then, I hope you all have a good night. Stay safe. And of course, as always, join the rant. Have a good one. Peace. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.